What is up, everyone? The Inside Hoosier is back. Uh, took a little bit of a break. I'm trying to kind of, you know, move my episodes to where they're roughly about a week or so in between. Um, just unfortunately with kind of a lot of stuff in the off season, with the exception of the NBA playoffs, which I plan to probably go a little bit more in-depth into those, especially as the playoffs heat up. Uh, especially in this first round. I think this first round has been really good as far as NBA playoffs go. Um, you have the Bucks just completely sweeping the heat, which, you know, there's a lot of different things we could dive into to that, which we'll probably dive in a little bit more uh, as this episode goes on. Uh, of course, the Suns and Lakers play tonight uh, for Game 6, possibly the last game, depending on if the Suns can finish off the Lakers without uh, the Lakers having Anthony Davis or... Uh, can LeBron James pull up enough, just just enough to get to a Game 7 and potentially to go further from there? Uh, as well as, uh, I believe tonight or tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be Game 6 for the Clippers and the Mavericks, which, again, also going to be really interesting if the Clippers can stop Luka Doncic or not. Because um, literally it's been one man versus the entire Los Angeles Clippers team, and he is single-handedly beating them, which is incredible uh, more than anything. But we'll dive a little bit into that. And then uh, I recently read some news about the Detroit Lions and something interesting that somebody brought up, which I can I can kind of see, but I can also kind of argue at the same time. Uh, but the key thing about this episode is going to be uh, the continuation of my picks for each of the divisions throughout the NFL, uh, which games I think they're going to win, where I think they're going to stand in the divisions. I'm still doing the AFC. Last week I did the AFC North. Um, I feel like it was a little bit more of a solid division, maybe a bit more of a toss-up even. Uh, the second one that I think is going to be uh, one of the easier to predict and um, who I think is going to be in the standings of the division uh, is going to be the AFC South. My toughest as far as the AFC goes is going to, uh, in this particular order, is going to be the AFC East. I think the East is going to be very tough. Uh, and then the AFC West, oh my goodness, I mean, we all know who's going to win the AFC West. We know it's going to be the Chiefs. But just who who comes after that with the offseason additions, the draft additions, everything to that extent. Um, but anyway, let's get into the AFC South. Um, so I'm going to start with the bottom of the bottom of the division. And honestly, uh, the team I think that is going to be the worst this year overall, and, and I'm going to have to say it's Houston. Um, overall, Houston... Houston, unfortunately, has become just such a dumpster fire of an organization, especially if you look at where they went from, you know, the the mid to, well, the 2010s, really. You know, 2009, eh, kind of, and then, you know, 2010 and on, uh, really all the way up until they got Deshaun Watson, even. And his first couple of years, you know, the Texans were, I, I'm not going to say a perennial franchise, but I mean, they, they were a good winning franchise. They, they had a lot of problems as far as getting into the playoffs. And then, of course, they had the monster that is New England uh, that they would always somehow manage to end up facing as far as the playoffs goes. Um, but as soon as Peyton Manning left that division, I mean, my goodness, did they take the AFC South by storm uh, for quite a long time. Um, this year, I think they are going to be the bottom... Uh, of the NFL, especially depending on if Deshaun Watson plays or not. Now, a couple of these games, I think, may or may not be toss-up games, uh, but for the most part, I don't know if Deshaun Watson will play, being honest. Um, looking at whether or not he... 
whether or not he does have something come about because of the sexual assault allegations, um, I do think the NFL is going to suspend him in some type of way. Um, it's really up in the air. I haven't heard a lot about it. I mean, I heard a lot about this when it first came up uh, a couple months ago, but haven't really heard much since. I'm assuming that they're still doing a lot of the investigation. I don't want to even try to assume where that's going to go. Um, the only thing I would say I know for sure is whether or not he did it, just the negative publicity that this brings to the NFL I think is going to cause Roger Goodell to take some action. And the reason why I say this is because you can look at what has happened to other previous players um, who have had something like this happen as far as a negative limelight and what has happened as a result of it. Um, probably one of the, the biggest ones to me, um, and mainly it being a player that was accused of it, uh, actually found not guilty by um, the state that he was charged in, uh, but still suspended by the NFL was Ezekiel Elliott um, back in 2018. I mean, the you know the guy, or was it 2017? 2017 or 2018, one of the two. Um, and he was suspended for six games as a result, even though the charges were dropped. Uh, nothing ever came out of it after that, but still the fact that he just brought some type of negative limelight to the NFL, uh, he was suspended as a result of it. So I could definitely see them doing the same thing to Deshaun Watson. I don't know the extent of what the suspension would be. Um, I think it's really unfortunate, uh, really no matter how it goes, and it's unfortunate for Deshaun, uh, considering he's really just stuck in Houston. He's stuck in Houston with not a lot to go off of. You know, their their biggest acquisitions being uh, Mark Ingram, and that's that's really about it. I mean, Houston is not a big free agency destination anymore. You know, they don't have J.J. Watt. They lost to J.V. and Clowney a few years ago. Well, they didn't lose him. They traded him for peanuts, basically. Um, they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins for even less than peanuts. They got rid of him for, like, dust, basically. Um, David Johnson has not been successful for them. They lost Will Fuller in free agency as well. Um, so you have Brandon Cooks, which, you know, at one point Brandon Cooks was solid, but he is inconsistent. He has an injury bug. Uh, their O-line is still just terrible. Their defense is not what it used to be. Um, I don't think the coaching was a very good hire, and I think just overall Deshaun is unhappy in Houston, which I get because, again, Houston went from being a contending franchise to uh, basically bottom of the barrel now. And I, I, feel, I really feel for Deshaun uh, overall. Looking at their schedule this year, um, they start out, they host Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville gets the win in that. Um, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence's first game again. This is all dependent as well with Deshaun Watson plays. Um, usually with a lot of these interdivision games, I usually split it. Um, so Houston uh, is hosting, so Jacksonville would travel there. So usually I try to split it between. So if you know Houston is hosting, Houston wins. And if Jacksonville hosts, uh, Jacksonville wins. But I, I just think Jacksonville significantly got better in the offseason. Um and just the teams that they face, I think Jacksonville's going to have a really hard time uh, competing, but I think Houston is going to have an even harder time competing. Um, so they host Jacksonville. I'm going to have them lose. Uh, then they go to Cleveland. Cleveland's defense is too good. Their offense is too good. Houston is not going to be able to compete much at all unless Cleveland just has an utter meltdown. Um, I have them losing in Cleveland. Uh, then they host Carolina. Again, Carolina got better. Carolina has better offense, better defense, 
they have a not necessarily a better quarterback again depending on if Deshaun Watson plays but I think Sam Darnold is significantly better than Teddy um, and again I think just overall they're going to overpower Houston uh, then Houston travels to Buffalo they're not winning that Buffalo is going to be one of the top tier seeds in the AFC they're not going to beat Buffalo then they host New England New England got better as well um, better weapons and I think just an overall better system and and uh, Bill Belichick has never really struggled against Houston so I, I definitely take the the Patriots winning against Houston there then they travel to Indianapolis again Carson Wentz with the Colts uh, better weapons a tremendously better defense that's going to you know suffocate Deshaun Watson so yeah they're they're not going to win there uh, then they travel to Arizona. Oh my goodness, the same thing. I mean, revenge, really revenge games for DeAndre and JJ both uh, against the organization that they were with for so long and that drafted them, and then they, you know, got rid of them. Uh, then they host the Rams. Yeah, we all know that's not happening with their offense, the Rams defense. Yeah, they're again smothering uh, the Texans with Deshaun or not. Uh, then they go to Miami. They're not winning that either. And they go to Tennessee. They're not winning. Uh, the Jets, I'll give them their first win against the Jets. The Jets, to me, are such a dark horse of potential. I don't see the Jets being one of those like surprise playoff teams. I think the Jets may do better um, than what they have in recent years. I think, personally, they reached quite a bit for Zach Wilson, um, it just, you know, he was, he got better as he continued to start. Um, you know, he's not really, he wasn't in a professional system at BYU. Um, goes to New York, his second overall pick, um, which I think personally should have went to Justin Fields, although I'm happy for Justin Fields because he's in a much better organization and a much better spot, uh, than the Jets. But, I mean, I can't even begin to name one person on the Jets' offense. You know, Robbie Anderson, gone. Rashard Perriman, which was, I think, the biggest name wide receiver they had last year, gone. Um, you know, I don't even know who their running back is. I don't know who their tight end is. Their, their defense is the only moderately decent thing uh, about them, and that that's about it. But their defense is not good enough to be able to carry them. Uh, throughout the season. So I'm, I'm going to give Houston a win against the Jets. Then they host Indy. They're going to lose. Then they host Seattle. They're going to lose. They're going to go to Jacksonville. Again, I'm going to give Jacksonville a win against Houston. You know, I think Jacksonville is going to be significantly better than what they were um, with Urban Meyer coaching-wise, talent-wise, with Trevor Lawrence, wide receiver-wise, having DJ Chark. Um, Marvin Jones, I think, is a significant pickup. And their defense being better... Um, Travis Etienne, of course, Trevor Lawrence's teammate from Clemson. And then um, James Robinson, you know, really, you know, uh, showed up last year as far as playing uh, for Jacksonville. So I, I see them definitely uh, losing to Jacksonville as a result. Um, and then they get the Chargers, they're going to lose. Uh, then they go to San Francisco, which they're going to lose. Uh, and then they host Tennessee, which, again, I think they're going to lose. Even if Tennessee is sitting comfortably in the division, they're not going to beat Tennessee, even Tennessee's backup. So I, I have Houston going 1-16, and um, being the worst team in the NFL, uh, hands down. Again, 
if they have Deshaun Watson by some magic, um, I think they'll be maybe a little bit more in contention for some games. Um, but peak number of games winning, I, I don't have them winning over four, uh, just being 100% honest with you. Um, so I have them the bottom of the AFC South and really the bottom of the NFL. Um, now, as much as I praise Jacksonville in this, um, I have Jacksonville kind of going through a rough spurt as well as far as the season goes. Um, again, they go to Houston, they get a win, um, then they host Denver. Denver is one of those, I, I feel like they're kind of tricky as far as picking how they're going to win. I think with Teddy at the helm, a good defense, very good offensive weapons, and Teddy being a game manager, I think Teddy will be able to help Denver significantly. As far as winning the AFC West, I don't necessarily see it. Uh, but like teams against Jacksonville, um, who are going to be kind of getting their feet, Trevor Lawrence is going to be kind of trying to get the NFL feet underneath him. Um, I think he's going to struggle a little bit against a really good uh, and really well-coached uh, Denver team. Uh, so I have them losing to Denver. Then they host Arizona. Again, I think just overall talent-wise, better coaching at least, and Urban Meyer getting his NFL footing. I don't see them beating Arizona. Uh, then they go to Cincinnati. I think that will actually be a phenomenal game. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last one. I kind of see that being a toss-up, to be honest with you. Um but I think with just Joe Burrow having the experience, um, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, um, Joe Mixon, um, they did get uh, Trey Henderson from the Saints as well. I think Cincinnati overall is going to be a little bit better. Um, again, very close game, but I think Joe Burrow is going to edge him out um, in that. Uh, so I have them losing to Cincy. Uh, then they host Tennessee again. I'm going to have them lose that. Tennessee overall, while yes, Tennessee's defense has a lot of questions to be raised, um, their offense is significantly better um, than what Jacksonville has to offer, so I'm going to have them losing to Tennessee. Uh, then they go to London, where they're technically hosting Miami. Um, again, Miami's significantly better. Miami, I think, is going to continue to be on the rise. That defense is just as good. Um, I think they had a very solid draft. Um they got Jalen Waddle. I think their offense is going to be significantly better. Uh, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, I think that makes for a very solid and potentially very dangerous group, especially if Tua Tungavailoa can um, continue his success that he had his rookie year um, going in, what was it, I think 6-3. and three. So I think he'll flourish pretty well against, uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, then they go to Seattle, super tough place to play, and it's going to be in the beginning of October. They're not going to beat Seattle. Russell Wilson is going to tear that defense apart. Uh, then they host Buffalo. That's you know two back-to-back, -back, just really tough games. They're not going to beat Buffalo. I think Buffalo overall is just too good of a team. Um, then they go to Indy. Same thing. That defense is going to be smothering Trevor Lawrence all game. Um, so I have them losing that. Uh, then they host San Francisco. Kind of the same thing. San Francisco's defense is really good. Uh, depending on what their quarterback situation is, um, with either Jimmy G or Trey Lance, depending on how their season is going, um, I, I think that they're just, I think they're going to be really struggling against San Francisco again. That might potentially go either way, depending on how Jacksonville's season is kind of going. Um, but to me, I have them losing against San Francisco. Um, then they host Atlanta. Now this one, I I originally was going to give them a win against Atlanta purely because of their defense, and then when I kind of went back and looked, 
I think offensively, I think Atlanta will be able to to beat Jacksonville. Um, I mean, obviously, Julio wants out. Um, Mike Davis is a pretty decent running back. He had a really good season for Carolina last year, filling in for Christian McCaffrey. Um, they'll still have Calvin Ridley, and they'll still have Kyle Pitts. Um, and Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is no shell of a former quarterback. I think Matt Ryan is still a top quarterback in the league. I'm not going to say, like, top five. Um, I could probably make a decent argument for Matt Ryan maybe being in the top ten or, like, just on the outside uh, purely by statistics alone. Um, and I don't I don't really blame Matt for the losses that Atlanta has had because if you look at how Atlanta starts the game offensively, I mean, Matt Ryan is leading them down the field. They're scoring. They are in every single game. It's just Atlanta's defense is the biggest question mark and has been the biggest letdown uh, for Matt Ryan. So I, I have them losing to Atlanta, but again, I think that one will be really close um, just depending on how Atlanta's defense is. Uh, then Jacksonville goes to L.A. to face the Rams. They're not going to win. Not even close. Uh, then they go to Tennessee again. Same thing. Uh, then they host Houston. I have them I have them sweeping Houston this year, again, just because of how bad I think Houston is going to be. Uh, then they go to the Jets to face uh, Zach Wilson, so number one overall, number two overall. I think, um, or wait a minute, let me make sure here. Yeah, they go to the Jets. Um, I think uh, Jacksonville will very easily win that game. Uh, then they go to New England. That's not, that's not going to happen. New England is definitely going to be fighting for... Um, a wild card spot, and especially they're going to be fighting against Buffalo and Miami um, in the AFC East, so I definitely have New England winning that. Uh, and then they host Indy, and they're definitely going to lose to Indy. Um, again, defensively, offensively, they're not going to be able to compete. So I, I do have a lot of praise for Jacksonville. I think long-term Jacksonville is going to get better. Um, they are definitely taking the right steps. Um, they got a college coach with a Hall of Fame level resume in his background. Um, they have, quote, a once-in-a-generational talent in Trevor Lawrence. Um, no matter really kind of how you feel about Trevor Lawrence, he is a pretty good quarterback. Um, I would say he he is up there for, you know, at least the top three quarterbacks coming out of this draft. Um, and me personally, I would say the top three coming out would be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um and and really just looking at it looking at it from a success standpoint I would say Mac Jones just purely because he won the national championship um but I mean that's that's really you know looking at who else would I have to compare you know nothing against Trey Lance we only saw him play one season played really well um but again, I, I don't know enough about Trey Lance to be able to really make that assumption. Um, again, I think Zach Wilson is a reach. Um, you know, you could maybe make an argument for Kellen Mond. You know, maybe even... Um, I watched a lot of Sam Ellinger since I watched a lot of Big Ten and Big 12 games. Um, I think Sam Ellinger did really well. I mean, he didn't go till the, like, sixth round. Uh, sixth or seventh round. So, I mean, I can't really count him. But again, I... I've never been a big fan of Alabama prospects, especially when it comes to the quarterback position, uh, mainly because, again, they can make wide receivers all day, every day. They can make offensive line. They can make defensive line. They can make defensive backs. They cannot make a quarterback to save their life. 
uh, and I just say that because again they have all these other phenomenal amazing pieces around them and you know with, with that much talent around you it's hard to not succeed as a quarterback um, but I do have Jacksonville going three and 14 this year now these next two I think it's flip-flop. I think the two teams that are going to be competing for the AFC South is going to be uh, the Colts and the Titans. Um, I have Indy actually being second. The reason I have Indy being second is because, again, they're doing a second-place schedule. Uh, The AFC South faces the AFC West, the AFC East, um, and then Indy has to face a second-place schedule, which means they face... um, the Raiders, and they face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I, that makes their schedule a little bit harder than Tennessee. Now, a lot of people would say, well, Tennessee has to face you know a number one overall schedule on top of having to face um, uh, the AFC West, and not the AFC West, the NFC West and the AFC East. And you are right, they do. Um, but I think the teams that Tennessee has to face with what Tennessee has and when Tennessee has to face them uh, is where I give Tennessee a little bit more wins uh, than I do Indy. And I say this because uh, I'm going to point out Indy's schedule to start, um, and a lot of people probably aren't going to agree with this, uh, but you look at Indy's schedule, so they start out, they have to face, uh, they have they host Seattle. Now I'm giving them a win against Seattle, Mainly because I think that the first game for Seattle is going to be kind of like a trial game. Um, Russell Wilson is really going to get to see uh, how his offensive line holds up against a um, easily a top 10 defense overall uh, that the Colts have, uh, which is why I give the Colts a win. Um, I don't think Seattle's defense got any better um, through the draft because they only had three picks or free agency. Um, so... I think if Carson Wentz can get back to any type of a good Carson Wentz form, um, and as long as that defense can slow Russell Wilson down, I have the Colts winning against Seattle. Uh, but then they host the Rams. Now, I think the Rams got better in the offseason, and I say that because they added Deshaun Watson. They still have Cooper Cup. Um, they did lose, uh, I think it's Josh Reynolds, uh, the wide receiver. And if I remember right, I think he... I think he went to the Titans, if I remember. And they still have Gerald Everett. Their defense is still very good. Um, They did lose some pieces to Cleveland. um, But I think overall, with Matt Stafford being their quarterback and, you know, Sean McVay being the coach, I think, you know, the Rams are always going to be in it. Um, So I have Indy losing to the Rams. Then they go to Tennessee, which I'm going to have them lose, um, mainly just because they've They've struggled against Derrick Henry more than anything. Um, I think Tennessee's defense got significantly worse. Um, and, you know, they lost Jonu Smith in free agency. Um, and, I mean, just kind of looking at it, you know, going to Tennessee, I would say I have them losing. Um, and I know a lot of people as well, too, to kind of circle back to the Seahawks. Now, the Seahawks are supposedly the number one place that uh, may pick up Julio Jones to keep Russell Wilson happy, uh, in which case I think that would make that game significantly harder. I think it'll be more of a shootout, uh, potential shootout more than anything. 
Um, just because no matter how good your defense is, if you have a big body like Julio Jones, um, who's just going to bully defenders, another big body in DK Metcalf, and then a speedster in Tyler Lockett, if Russell Wilson has time and protection to throw the ball, I, I think he's going to do some damage to that defense, no matter how good they are. Um, but at the moment, without Julio Jones, I'm going to give the Colts the win against the Seahawks. Um, and then the Colts go to Miami. Um, with again with Miami's defense, depending on how Carson Wentz is, I think that's going to be a very big struggle for them. Um, now defensively, I think that's going to be a good thing for the Colts. Um, you know they are going to be facing uh, rookie wide receiver and Jalen Waddle. Uh, Tua now it's his entire show, so you know this is going to be week four. Uh, so depending on how Miami starts because they have kind of a start uh, tough schedule. Miami starts out against New England. They host Buffalo, then they go to Las Vegas, and then they host Indy. So really, you know, those first three games going to New England could, you know, we, we don't know how the Patriots are going to be. There's a lot of people that assume the Patriots are going to be significantly better, uh, which I think they are as compared to last year since they finally have some weapons. Um, but then they, you know, host Buffalo. Buffalo could really go one of two ways. And Buffalo annihilated them last year. Um, and Buffalo really didn't even need to. Uh, and then they go to Vegas, which usually the Raiders at the beginning of the year are really good. So that could be kind of a trap for Miami. Um, but I'm going to have them, the Colts losing at Miami. Uh, then they go to Baltimore, which again, I think Baltimore got significantly better in the offseason. Um, and I'm going to have them lose to Baltimore just because of Lamar Jackson. And again, Baltimore's defense is still really good. And I think it's going to give Carson Wentz a lot of trouble. Uh, then they host Houston. They're going to beat Houston. Uh, then they go to San Francisco, and I think they'll win against them. Um, then they host Tennessee. Now, I have a, I have them splitting with Tennessee. Um, I think Tennessee may potentially sweep them. Uh, again, just because of Derrick Henry, and it'll be really dependent on what Carson Wentz's year looks like. Uh, and again, typically with these, and especially with the top two uh, divisional teams that I think could be, you know, battling it out the most. I usually have them split just to kind of be safe because divisional games, to me, I always hold in a different standard um, than, say, like if it's the Chiefs versus the Ravens. Yes, it's going to be a good game. More than likely, if it's, you know, Chiefs versus Ravens, I think the Chiefs will win. Um, but, you know, divisional games are always different because, you know, you face this team twice a year, every single year, um, and we've seen even some of the worst divisional teams beat some of the best overall teams, just, again, because they're in the division and they play so much. Uh, then they host the Jets. The Colts will beat the Jets. Uh, then they host Jacksonville. They'll beat Jacksonville. Then they go to Buffalo, which I have them losing. Um, again, I think just overall as a team, Buffalo is better. Um, Buffalo really overall you know, got better through the draft but didn't change a whole lot. Um, as a cohesive team, so I think this is going to be uh, just as good of a Buffalo team as it was last year. Then they host the Buccaneers. Um, even with their defense as good as it is, I think it's going to struggle against Tom Brady, his weapons. You know, Tom is now a second year in the system with these players. He's going to be better. He's going to have better experience with these players, better team. Um, and their defense is still just as good. And again, if anything, uh, they added depth for a lot of their team, if anything. Uh, then they go to Houston. I have them beating Houston. Uh, 
then they host New England. I have them beating New England. Um, I think it's going to be a real struggle for Cam. Um, again, New England got better weapons. I don't think their defense is going to be as good. Um, and I think that defense is going to be able to smother Cam and what weapons he does have. So I, I predict that one will be more of a defensive standstill um, and really just who's going to break first type of game. Uh, then they go to Arizona, which I think they'll lose just due to, um, again, Arizona's defense I think is going to be pretty good this year. Um, and, I mean, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green um, as your wide receivers, and then Christian Kirk as well. So, I mean, and then you've got Kyler with his legs. So, I mean, that's going to be really hard to defend no matter how good of a defense you are. Uh, then they host the Raiders. I had them winning... And I only have them winning, and this is to my Raiders fans, I only have them winning because the Raiders, historically, the last few seasons, always crumble at the end of the year. Don't know why. Beginning of the year, they're almost always in it. You know, they beat the Chiefs in the beginning of the early last year. You know, it was one of those, oh, hey, the Raiders have finally turned it around. And it's like right kind of towards the middle of the year, they just they just collapse. Um, so I have the Colts beating the Raiders. Uh, and then they go to Jacksonville, which I had them winning. So I had the Colts going 10-7. and seven. Now, I don't know if that'll be a wild card team or not. Um, I'll have to see. I'm kind of doing uh, my records and predictions as I go. Um, and I'm trying to kind of do that as, um, especially now since it's past June 1st, there are going to be some um, post-June 1st cuts and trades even, just so that way it doesn't always count against the cap. And people can kind of move a lot of that money around. Um, and especially since uh, the big free agency period has calmed down and the draft is over as well. Kind of starting to begin a lot of the OTA, training camp sessions, everything like that. So now is really kind of the best time as far as trades and whatnot go. Uh, and then the number one seed I have in the AFC South, again, it could go really either way between the Titans and the Colts. Um, I have the Titans being number one in the AFC South, winning the division. They host Arizona. Uh, I have them winning against that, um, only only because I think Tennessee really starts out pretty well. Um, they'll stumble a little bit in the middle of the season, and then it's like they finish really well. Um, again, there's going to be a lot of questions defensively. I think the Arizona game could potentially even be a trap game for them. Um, so that one I feel like they could possibly lose and maybe even go 11-6 um, and six instead of 12-5. and five. Um, but at the moment, I'm going to have them winning. Uh, then they go to Seattle, which I have them winning, um, only because of mainly offense against uh, Seattle's defense, which I think is going to be pretty bad. Um, and again, this is also without the Seahawks having Julio. However, if they get Julio, I'm going to have the Seahawks definitely beating Tennessee. Um, and then I could see both Tennessee and the Colts being 10-7, uh, and seven, and really at that point a tiebreaker of whoever... Whoever beats significant opponents, um, or if one is able to sweep the other as far as winning the division goes. Um, then, of course, they host India, have them winning. Uh, then they go to the Jets, they win. They go to Jacksonville, they win. They host Buffalo, they lose. They host Kansas City, they lose. Um, and I say that just because overall the Chiefs and the Bills are two better teams. Um, you know, I, I believe the Colts, not the Colts, the Chiefs and the Bills are going to be. Uh, the top two teams in the AFC to beat again, um, and they they struggled against both teams last year when they faced them. Um, then they go to Indy again. I have them splitting with Indy at the moment, so I'm going to have them lose. 
Uh, then they go to the Rams, which I think it being an away game, uh, the Rams' defense being really well, and I think the Rams' offense going to click. Uh, I have them losing against the Rams. Then they host the Saints, which I think the Saints without Drew Brees, losing a lot of the defensive plays, pieces that they lost. Uh, the team is older. Their cap is a mess. Their draft was okay. Um, I have New Orleans going to have a pretty rough year, uh, but I have them beating the Saints, of course beating the Texans. Then they go to New England. I think they're going to win that game, you know, purely just because, you know, who doesn't want to beat New England in their home place? Um, and really the Titans are credited for, I don't want to say ending the dynasty, but I mean, you know, that was the last last game Tom Brady played. And, of course, Tom Brady's last play as a Patriot was a pick six by Logan Ryan uh, to end his time in New England and uh, send Tennessee uh, further into the playoffs. Uh, then they host Jacksonville. They win. And they go to Pittsburgh, which I already have Pittsburgh having a really bad year. Um, so I have them winning against Pittsburgh. Then they host San Francisco, um, which I think they'll win. Then they host Miami. That one will be really interesting. I think Miami's defense is going to be a little much for the Titans to handle. Um, and I think defensively, because the Titans have, are going to take a step back, I have them actually losing uh, to Tua. And then uh, they go to Houston, which I think they'll they'll win because Houston is just going to overall have a really bad year. Um, but as far as the NBA goes now, uh, since we're going to kind of finish with the, the NFL standings, at least for this week, um, the NBA, these playoffs have been really interesting. The Bucks swept the Heat, which I think people expected the Heat to put up more of a fight. I don't think they expected the Heat to go as far as they did in the bubble, um, which a lot of teams kind of discredit you know, oh, well, Miami was a fake because it was in bubble. Eh, that's not necessarily true. Um, and I say that because, you know, there's the point brought up. Everybody had the same amount of time off as far as being in the bubble. So everybody had the same opportunity um, to win, had the same rest, everything like that. So everybody really, to me, in the bubble had just as much of an equal chance of winning as they would when the regular season starts. Um, if anything, I would say people had better chances because anybody that was injured, as long as it wasn't something that is going to be a year-long injury, I mean, they had just as much of an opportunity to to win without being, you know, particularly beat up because they basically had a you know off season um, in between when the season ended and then the playoffs. Um, so for the Heat getting swept is really interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how the Heat handles the off season as well. Um, whether or not they um, help Jimmy Butler. Uh, I think they also keep uh, Adebayo, um, or Adebayo, I'm not sure how they enunciate that, uh, if they get another star to help them, which, which don't get me wrong, Adebayo's not bad. He's not. Um, but I think he's he's a solid guy, but I think Jimmy Butler needs more help overall um, down in Miami. Um, and then, of course, the, the Knicks... The Knicks were fun, um, but I'm really happy for the Hawks because I remember watching for a really long time. The Hawks were at the bottom of the bottom of the league for the last four or five years. The Hawks have been down there. The Hawks have been bad, um, and the Hawks beat them, you know, four to one as far as the series goes. Um, so I think the Hawks are on the up and coming. Of course, the Nets ended up winning their series. Um, the Let's see, I believe, if I remember right, there's another series that just ended. Um, 
the 76ers beat the Wizards, which I kind of figured was going to happen, a 4-1. Um, the Jazz, of course, beat the Grizzlies, which I think everybody expected. Um, Dallas versus the Clippers. Again, Luka Doncic's just owning the Clippers, owning Kawhi Leonard, owning Paul George is crazy. And to me, I think if if the Clippers lose this series, which is a very possible possible outcome, I think the Clippers have to seriously look at getting rid of Paul George. And I say that when you look at some of the NBA stars, when you look at stars like Russell Westbrook and Paul George, they are phenomenal in the regular season. Statistically, they will just put up incredible numbers. You know, you look at Russell Westbrook, it seems like almost every game he's aver- he's averaging a triple-double. And it's like when they go in the playoffs, they they, they become a totally different player. And, and it's like you, you pick them up out of, like, the spring league. Like, they, they're just... They turn into a totally different players, and I, I I don't know why. I don't know if it's the nerves. I don't know if it's maybe they're, you know, they're they're so used to doing things in the regular season, and then when the playoffs hit, you know, people study more maybe as far as film goes. Um, I don't know what it is, but it, it's bad nonetheless. Um, so I think Dallas is going to win. I think the Clippers. And I can't even say the Clippers are really built to stop the Lakers, um, which is what a lot of people said. Because, I mean, they can't they can't beat a team with just one star with Luka, which, don't get me wrong, Luka is a phenomenal player. But you can't beat one guy. Like, really? You know, you, you beat the Portland Trailblazers and, you know, Damian Lillard all the time, but you can't beat Luka? Really? And you got Kawhi Leonard, who was at one point supposed to be the best NBA player in the league, depending on who you asked. Uh, mainly people who weren't fans of Kevin Durant or LeBron James. This is your guy, and he can't, you know, and even with the help of Paul George, playoff, you know, Rajon Rondo, a Boogie Cousins, you, you can't beat that? Really? So I think, I think I'm going to have the Clippers probably lose this series. Um, I think Dallas is immediately going to take another exit as well, but it, I think the Clippers have a lot of soul-searching to do. Uh, and then Denver versus Portland, that's been a really interesting series, because Portland has really, they've held their own against the Nuggets. I mean, for the fact that this is going into a Game 6, um, Portland is actually a negative 5 favorite to win tonight. Um, is really interesting. That says a lot about you know what Portland is doing in their culture. Um, I think if I was Portland, um, I would seriously consider going and getting uh, Damian Lillard a legitimate second star. Um, Victor Oladipo didn't play any games for the Heat this year. Um, if I remember right, I think he's supposed to be a free agent. Wouldn't necessarily be a bad pickup if Oladipo can stay healthy. And I think Portland may potentially even have a little bit more of a contention as far as going to the playoffs and really being a menace, which, to me, you know, Portland has almost always been a menace for teams. I don't know what it is. It's the culture. I don't know if it's Dame. Um, and then Dame just, you know, blowing up on people as far as um, statistics and game and out-wise. It's crazy. Um, I do think Denver will win the series. Um, but I'm not going to be upset if it goes to a Game 7, to be honest with you. And then we have the Suns versus the Lakers. Um, to me, the Lakers are kind of on implode right now. And I say that because they don't have Anthony Davis. 
they do have LeBron James back, and I know LeBron James is, you know, this is what these shoulders are built for. LeBron James has been in the league a long time, and I mean, he, what, five years ago? If this happened and LeBron said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the team on my back. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take care of it." Okay, I can probably see that. Thirty-seven year old LeBron, you know, sixteen years later, seventeen, almost eighteen years actually now. I don't see it. I don't. I think you know Chris Paul has just ignited this fire in the Suns. Um, has changed this culture. Devontae Booker. I I think the Suns will win the series. Um, which if they do, it'll be tonight. I don't see LeBron being able to do enough to force it to a Game 7, to be honest with you. Um, and then, of course, uh, starting Saturday, we'll have uh, the semifinals in the Eastern Conference, at least, with the Bucks taking on the Nets in Brooklyn. Um, and then the following Sunday, we'll have the Hawks versus the 76ers, um, as well for the conference semifinals in the east as well um none of the none of the west has been set up yet because none of the if i remember right i don't think any of the western um yeah none of the western series has been figured out yet which just goes to show you how tough the western conference is as compared to the eastern conference um and then the last thing i want to i'm going to kind of end with is the um is a thing i read about the detroit lions recently about how they should have traded uh, Jared Goff for more draft picks, and that's and that's interesting. And I I say that because they had brought up a really good point of Jared Goff's contract, and then they brought up the point of getting more draft picks for Goff. Now, and they said that they could have netted a second rounder with Goff. Now, my counter to that then is, who would you get at quarterback then? By the time the draft had started, you know, you know, the Lions kicked off free agency by sending Matt Stafford to the Rams. You know, now they got you know first round pick out of him. You know, they got they got a really good haul for Matt Stafford. Then they got Jared Goff in the process. Okay, you got Jared Goff, which Jared Goff not a bad quarterback. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does with Detroit. I don't know if he'll regress to what he did his rookie year when he was really bad. Um, but I think with Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn, which Anthony Lynn is an offensive coordinator, pretty decent. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does. But I mean, Jared Goff is your best bet as compared to what? Like what? Who did you have out there? Who are you gonna get? Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, yeah, he'll help your team to like five or six wins, but you can get just as many of those with Jared Goff, and Jared Goff is significantly younger than Ryan. You know, even if you just use Jared as a skill, well, quote, as a bridge quarterback um, to somebody else, because there's a lot of people that have Detroit being, you know, the two or two or three pick. Um, so it tells you potentially how many wins people think that the Lions are going to get this year. Um, you know, what did they what did they think was going to happen um, as far as a quarterback situation goes? If if the Lions traded golf. Um, and really, you got to think of, too, you know, who, well, I don't really say, I won't really say who. Um, I can think of a couple teams just off the top of my head that potentially would have traded for golf. Um, I think uh, I think I could have seen Washington trading for, 
trading for Goff. Um, you know, young, good quarterback, maybe potential franchise saver. Um, I think weapons-wise, he would regress a little bit. But, I mean, I could see Washington very easily giving up a lot to get him. Um, and he would have a phenomenal defense to, you know, continue to bail him out if he does struggle. Um, maybe New England would have traded for Goff. Um, you know, with Cam, I think Bill believes in Cam, and I don't think Bill would really want a another quarterback that would have to learn the system. Um, and I think they would want somebody a little bit more as far as the longevity goes for the future. Um, and I don't, I don't think golf would necessarily be that person for the future. Um, I mean, and the Lions aren't going to trade in the division, so it's not like the Bears were ever going to have a chance to get him. Um, so really, I mean, I'm trying to look through other teams. Maybe Denver? Maybe? Because, um, I mean, they wanted, they wanted Stafford. I don't know if the Lions would be like, hey, we'll give you golf. Um, if you give us Drew Locke and like a fourth round pick, but I mean, I don't, I don't know, or maybe they end up even moving Teddy, like, hey, you give us golf, we give you a Teddy as a game manager, which, you know, not bad, you know, you'll still lose a bunch of games, but Teddy's a good game manager for you, so who knows, um, so Denver, maybe, I'm sorry, I'm trying to sit here and think of maybe who else would have traded for golf. I think that's really about it. Um, there's really no other really quarterback-needy teams when free agency first started that I could that I could have seen happen because we didn't really have a whole lot of big free agency quarterbacks hitting the market. So I, I don't... Okay, correction. Maybe the Jets, but we knew the Jets were going to take, were going to take some type of you know high level draft pick, and maybe they would have to have you know golf start, maybe have a rookie learn from golf, but I highly, highly doubt it. Um, so yeah, I I agree with Detroit not trading golf. Do I think that they will succeed with golf? Probably not, because who's he going to throw to? Brashad Perriman, and that's it. <laughs> oh, sorry, Brashad Perriman. T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson more than likely first, but he's going to be double teamed by either linebacker or safety. Um, and yeah, Brashad Perriman has definitely not lived up to his hype of what he was supposed to have lived up to. Um, so yeah, I really don't see the Lions trading golf, um, and I don't I don't see anybody willing to give up maybe as much as what the Lions would have probably wanted for golf. Um, as a result. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys tuning in uh, to the episodes. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you do, let me know, especially in my Discord, um, which is going to be in the link, uh, which is in my link tree uh, on my Insta at the Inside Hoosier, also on Hollywood Sports, uh, which is my Discord's uh, Instagram page. Let me know what you think. Thank you guys. Appreciate the love and support. And listen to us on iHeartRadio and Spotify as well. And I will see you guys next week. Peace.